Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 818 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by James Dean Raider, Ben Funky Askren, and today we have a very special guest. He's a Fargo champion, he is a scholar, he is a uh, member of the Askren Wrestling Academy. And he is in a closet, it appears, with lots of clothes behind him. <laughs> Aiden Sinclair, welcome. How are you, Aiden? Good, good. I'm excited to be here. We're excited no. to have you. What's what's can explain your clothing situation here? What what do we have going on behind you? It's we're getting lots of questions about it already. <laughs> well, I uh well I had like uh so I had these rods that were hold my medals, but then like it got wow. like too full. So we just Flex. put those away. And, and I Flex. was like and I was like, I'm just going to hang my clothes on them because I was like, I, I figured it'd be like smart and it looked cool too because like, I don't know. I just thought it looked really cool. And, uh, but I don't fit in any of those clothes anymore. So, I mean, I probably got to go through a bunch of them. I have the, I have the Askren, uh, what is it? The Askren muscle tee though, which is awesome. I'm going to rock that today. There you go. There you go. Well, Aiden, um, so Ben, Ben hit me up with a, with a text saying you, you're, He's got you doing book reports for him now, as I suggested. Well, no, no, he doesn't do book. I, I, we brought up on the show is I just said this guy reads a lot, and you were asking kind of what he read, and I said, well, we could bring him on and we could do a book report if you want. And uh, I said, Aiden, you want to come on and do a book report? And he's like, he got nervous because he thought he had to write, he had to write it out for you. Actually, <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. They just want to ask you a few questions. Nothing too hard. It's gonna be fun, you know. Christian and JD will ask you a couple questions about the book. Um, and then, uh, and then we'll go from there. Okay, book reports. This is great. Before we get to the book reports, Uh-oh. Aiden, just want to talk a little bit about your Fargo. First of all, your interview was probably one of the funniest, uh, <laughs> intentionally or unintentionally. Um, but I loved your, your thoughts on the recruiting stuff and how you just started grilling these coaches, asking them wrestling questions, which I think is absolutely genius. Good job. Um, but just <laughs> after, after your performance at Fargo, how, how are you feeling? Good. I'm excited. I'm excited to. Uh, I want to wrestle like the, the the juniors. I want to wrestle those really tough guys. I want to see how I fare up against those uh, really tough guys. I mean, I had fun wrestling like the 16 U. That was really fun. But I wanna I wanna see how well I do. I think I do really well against those uh, those uh, older guys. So. Well, I I would happen to uh, completely agree with you there, Aiden. Um. So okay, what what is this book? What is the book you're you're gonna be uh, telling us about? And maybe. You can uh, you can pitch it, and maybe some other people will want to read it as well. I'm not a big reader. Uh, ben sort of makes fun of me for this. 
Yeah, um, I know I how. I know how to read. You're an intellectual. I can read. You're not. Uh, I'm not an intellectual, and uh, I, I so I I don't act like I'm one. Ben is an intellectual. I'm not. Aiden, you are. So what's the book? Why don't you give us the down low? Yeah, so uh, I, I'd have the copy, but I actually gave it to one of my friends. I gave it to Mitchell for his birthday. Oh, so I was go. like, here. And he already finished it because he said it was really good. But uh, it's called The Five People You Meet in Heaven. And, like, originally we read it for school. Like, we were supposed to read it for school, but, like, something happened and they wanted us to do grammar or something stupid. But I, so I read it on my own and I was and I was really interested because it was, like, it basically follows this dude who's named Eddie. And he's pretty, pretty old. And in, like, the first chapter, it's not a spoiler or anything. He, like. He dies. He uh he works at a a pier, kind of like uh I don't know. It's called Ruby Pier, but it's like a like a, a Six Flags kind of on the ocean. I don't gotcha. know. I don't have that around here, but it's kind of like that. But uh anyway, he he dies and like he goes to heaven and like there's five people he meets, right? And uh basically like he's convinced like towards the end of his life that like it's like meaningless and it's not purposeful and that like he didn't affect a lot of people. And that's like, I kind of like tied into wrestling. Cause like when wrestling's gone, you know, like what's left, you know, like, how do you, how do you find value in yourself? And that's, that's one of the things the book does a really good job. I mean, the author, uh, Mitch album, he, uh, he wrote for the Detroit times. I think he did like sports stuff, but he's also mm-hmm. the author of uh, Tuesdays with Maury, which I, which is also a really good book, but that's not the book we're talking about. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> um, this one, it's just, it's just really good. It, it goes through like basically snippets of his life and like, how he affected different people and like how, uh, how his impact made the world a better place. You know, there's, there's a, a I would say a twist ending kind of, but like you kind of like, you're trying to think who's the next person, who's going to be the next person he meets. But uh, you, uh, it, it kind of throws you for a loop towards the end, but it, it's really good. I, I, I like the way it's written and it's like really descriptive. I, I mean, anyway, it's fiction, but it's not like uh, sometimes when you hear like, like heaven or that stuff, like you think you go straight to religion, but like, it does a good job of like keeping religion out of it and kind of staying real, uh, just like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say the wrong so word. What, what was the most, <laughs> what was the most important thing you learned about what you got to do in life from the book? I don't know. I just think it's a, I just think like, even when I think one quote was like the only time you spent, like the only time wasted is like the time spent thinking you're alone. You know, like he just thought his whole life, like it didn't mean anything. You know, he was kind of a failure. He had these goals to like, I think he wanted to be an engineer, but he ended up just being a mechanic like his dad. And his dad was like, in his eyes, not a good father. But then like you go through, it's kind of like a, like a whatever Christmas, Christmas Carol or with yeah. like Scrooge McDuck kind of, oh, it's kind of like that, that. where they like go back through, I don't want to say back in time, but it's kind of like back in they time. They kind of do. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's like, I think my favorite part is just like the idea that like, you don't like your accomplishments aren't what makes you meaningful it's like the effect you have on other people and how that lasts like throughout life and how that affects other and how that like just positive feedback loop snowballs you know that's awesome well that sounds like a great book to read and mitch Mitch album one of the best so we should definitely check it out um are you gonna read it christian hmm maybe i'll have maybe i'll have caleb maybe i'll have caleb read it for me those kids they i mean these guys fly through books my kids they're Yeah, readers. Just not you. Just not me, Caleb. Oh, believe me, you're not. You're no different than Caleb. He ridicules me all the time for not reading. He he is absolutely ashamed that I don't. I don't read. That's okay. Oh, we got a little puppy in the background there. Who's this? (laughs) Yeah. What? Twenty five circles. His name's Max. (laughs) 
Yeah, he really had to. So, so uh, did, does Ben make you name your dogs after his brothers and people in his family? Do you have a cat named Ozzy? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I uh, we got him. Uh, I don't even know. He's got to be like, I want to say nine, but he doesn't act like it. He like. He's always he opens doors, so we had to go through the house and switch all the handles to knobs. But my yeah. dad got the wrong knobs, Wait, so like, I'm a, yeah. like a velociraptor, <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh that you can't put him in a, like a kennel because he'll like he'll freak out. I couldn't put him in a kennel because I was thinking about it, but like you'll hear like like the craziest noises. Like he's it's nuts. But uh, we had to switch the door handles to knobs, and like, but my dad got the outdoor knobs, so now our trash door locks. So like. That was a big thing for a while because, like, my mom was like, why is the trash door locked? And so I had to open it with a bobby pin, but who knows? That was wow. Good. This is it's a very complicated dog, but I like him. Um, give me give me a, a little sense. Aiden, how did you get into wrestling? How did this happen? How did you get so good? Um, yeah. Oh, uh, so I started with – I started playing flag football, and I, uh, and I would tackle everybody because, like, Cause it was so much more fun than pulling flags. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's easy. To do <laughs> not a rules guy. Good, good point. Aiden, Aiden Sinclair, not, not big on the rules. A, I think he is actually a rules guy. So I'm kind of surprised by that. No, I, I don't know. Well, I was, I was a menace. You should have seen my, I had a, <laughs> I had a Mohawk when I was younger. Dude, oh was, man. The bad boy. Yeah, I was a, <laughs> oh man. No, but, uh, and then, so I think it was that coupled with like, I watched WWE a lot too. I was oh, a man. big, uh, CM Punk fan. And then, uh, and so, uh, I just got into wrestling and like my first day, like they were like showing us a stance and I was like, this ain't, this ain't real wrestling. Where's the tables, ladders and shit. Like this ain't right. Where's the belt hanging from the ceiling? Like, I, I don't know. And so like, I tried to like, like not do whatever they were showing us, but like that didn't work. You know, they were like, well, you got to do a stance. I was like, why? Like, why don't I just stand up? Like, this would be, I don't know. I thought it'd be safer, but I guess not. But uh, anyway, I <laughs> agreed to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, uh, I just did that for a while. I mean, like I did like the youth club for like, I don't know. I was also like a really chunky kid. So like I went to regionals my first year and I didn't have anybody. And so I made it to state my first year. So that was pretty, pretty cool. I didn't have anybody to wrestle. And so I made it to state, but then I got pinned twice and like a headlock twice, I think youth. But uh, anyway, I just like, I did that. Then went to a private club for a bit. And then like, I think I really started taking it seriously in like middle school. And then, uh, and then I think like it really kicked into gear. Like I really fell in love with wrestling. I would say towards like eighth grade to freshman year, you know, I kind of, there's a transition where uh, Ben uh, got my club. It used to be called advanced, but now it's Askren. And, uh, and I got, uh, he, there was a guy named Tristan Moran, but he's the coach at Cal Poly. And we I just, Tristan. We, all, we all love Tristan. Yeah, we so. know. <laughs> Good. And then, uh, so we just rolled around for a while and I was like, I just got interested in like the different positions. And then it kind of just went from there, you know? That's and I awesome. like winning. That's fun too. You like winning. So you went from a a, a rules breaking, tackling, WWE fan to a, to a, to a Fargo champ in a, in a matter of years. I actually didn't know he was a WWE fan. So who was your favorite WWE wrestler? He said CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk. Oh yeah, CM. I know CM Punk. Yeah, I know. You Did know you know? Him? Yeah, he trained with him. I bet you could take him down. I bet I could. <laughs> Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. He did not make. The, he did not fare too well in the transition. Um, well, that's cool. Who are who are some of your main training partners right now? So yeah, I wrestle with uh, I wrestle with Mitchell Messenbrink a lot, and then I wrestle. I'm gonna start wrestling. I, I got to go to Mequon a bit more, but uh, I wrestle with uh, Cole and Connor Marisola a lot. When Clayton it was around, I wrestled with him a lot. Zane Licht, I wrestle with a lot. 
Noah Mulvaney. I mean, I just got like the best. I mean, Ben, I get to wrestle Ben sometimes. Whoa. Wait, he just keeps my butt. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just get a lot. Like I get so many different feels. You know, a lot of people wrestle differently. Sometimes after practice, I get to wrestle Kellen. But like I tell him I'm not going to use my weight until I start to lose. And then I start to use my weight. But uh, he's a That's like the most honest thing a high school kid's ever said. Because every single one of them does it, but they won't admit to it. That yeah. was a great admission right there. A- yeah. Aiden is a, is a very honest young man. I, I can is, obviously seriously. tell. They Aiden, do you do put... it and then you're like, you're using your weight and they're like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. That's just <laughs> how it would have worked. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Aiden, do you play guitar as well? I feel like you, your background is just a lot of information and, exactly. and talking right. points here. Are you a guitarist? No, so uh, actually, well, I, I told Ben. Or is that like, a wrestling so prop? Is that just from when you were going to bash that over someone's head? <laughs> no, it's a prop guitar. He's like, Ben's like, you're so impatient. I was like, then I'm going to learn how to pay, play the guitar. And I was learning for a while. And then, and then my grandparents came in town and they get my, my room's pretty nice. I get the basement. So they get to, whenever the grandparents come in town, they get to, they get to stay down here. And I have my guitar down here and I swear, like, and I came down to practice like a couple of times. And so one of the strings is broken and I mm. swear they cut one of the strings. Like when they were here, they were here for the weekend and they won't admit to it. Cause I was like, Oh wow. One of the strings. And it's one of the metal ones too. So like, that's not like, cause there's like three metal ones and three like non like plastic ones. Cause it's like, I don't even know. It's like the classic guitar, ranking guitar, but uh, it was, they, they cut it. I guarantee they cut it. Cause I, I don't know. I wasn't that bad though. I thought it was pretty good, but uh. <laughs> I should have play and they, and I, I think they cut it. I have a ukulele over there too. I don't know how to play that though. It's, it's four strings. It's out of my league. I'm a five string guy. So no, there's six strings on a guitar, but, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, how to, I know how to play guitar, Aiden. So Ben can teach you wrestling. You I can do, teach Christian? you. Yeah. Legit? Play guitar and bass. Do you, do you believe that JD? Have you ever seen it happen? I've never seen it. I, I would believe it though. I'll bring okay. I'll bring a guitar right. tomorrow. I'll I play. Bet you won't I'll play, play guitar on FRL. That will be the highest rated FRL, only behind Dake Burrow. <laughs> I don't think it. I think it'll be FRL. the lowest rated. But I can play guitar. Um, no. So okay, Aiden. Well, I don't know. I love your conspiracy theory that your family cut your guitar string to get you to stop playing. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Dude, they totally did. I, they won't admit to it. They're in the UK right now, and I'm oh, I'm gonna call them after this. But I've I I just know it. I just know it. Like. I don't know. They, I just could tell they were annoyed when I was trying to play because I couldn't play upstairs because like, I don't know, people were here or something. I think people were here. I don't remember. But uh, I was like, I don't know. It was pretty bad though. So I mean, it okay. might, it might be a blessing. Now I have more time to watch wrestling. So you should <laughs> finally, finally, some time to watch wrestling. What if I, what if I drove to his house in Milton and snuck in, broke in the back door and cut the guitar? What if it was me? My dogs would go off. There's I don't no think chance, you would but... do that, Ben. I don't. Guitar is a good outlet for a, a young uh, a young athlete. It's good. You should stick with it, Aiden. Yeah, I think I might transition to the uke though. It's like more portable, and I have a disc. But I don't like. I don't know how what to do with the disc. Like I don't know where you put like a disc. <laughs> what do you mean the so, disc? What does yeah, that like, mean? They give us like the like frisbee? teaching discs, but like I have nothing for it. Like oh, I don't like a DVD. Oh, like a DVD. DVD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What? A disc? Who calls it a disc? It's People a disc. Like, don't DVDs. use those anymore, Christian. We're old. Those don't exist. But whoever, like, ben, no one has when a you went DVD over player. to some of the, no one ever called it a disc. No, one, I've never heard someone call yeah, it a disc. Because they don't exist we anymore. We had DVDs. Christian. 
Yeah, think I about know, this generation. Just, I know. It's just so funny. I've never heard anyone. Yeah, we're, we're officially old guys, Aiden. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I love that you called it a disc. Um, oh my it's kind of weird that they still would send uh, a disc because, uh, yeah, most people don't have, like, I don't have a DVD player at my house. Do you, I Christian? I do. Uh, I think we do somewhere. Really? Yeah, because we have a bunch of movies and the kids watch them. I don't. I haven't used it. And I just don't know. I still got a PS2. How else am I? Sp- how else am I going to watch Tombstone, Ben? Another DVD player. I don't know what Tombstone is. What? I mean, you can just literally go to Amazon and type I, in Tombstone and hit play. I, That's Tombstone's how you watch a, it. Have you seen Tombstone, Aiden? <laughs> I've never heard of that. It's a really good western. It's really good. Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell. It's it's Bill Pullman. Very good. I think it's probably. Rated R, so I don't know if Aiden's old enough to watch it. Yeah, don't. Yeah. It's not that bad. I've been no, I've been on a Quentin Tarantino kick. I oh like. Oh my the gosh, you deviant! That there you go. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Well, if you've seen that, you're ready for anything. Anything Quentin that's Tarantino wrong. is just that's that's wild. Yeah, it, it'll uh, it'll make the Tombstone look like Fern Gully. It's nothing. You probably don't know what that is either. What's Fern Gully? Uh, but yeah, it's another. It's a Disney movie. Was that the one know. with dinosaurs or something like no, that? No, it's the one where they're cut, oh. cutting down the 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 rainforest. Um, well, yeah, hey, guitar? Aiden, I don't want to take up too much of your your uh, guitar practice time, but um, what is on your radar for for recruiting? When you won't go on visits this year, it'll be like next year, or do you have any plan? I think he's going. Yeah, I think I'm going on a couple. I uh, I I don't know. I just I'm afraid that it like I don't want to get too caught up in the like the college stuff that I forget about the wrestling, you know, last year I made a, a, a big jump from Fargo to uh, like super 32 time in that like time span. So I kind of want to, I'd like to do that again, you know, so I don't want to be like overly like gone every weekend or like always like doing something else or like skipping practice. You know, I want to, I want to be in there and getting better, you know? So I don't know. I'm going to try to like keep it pretty low key this August, maybe do some, some stuff in September, but uh, I, I don't know. I've kind of just play it by ear. I freaking love it, man. I love where your head's at. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, cool. Um, what else you got going on the, the rest of the summer? Just training? Yeah, just training. I uh, And I also, I'm trying to get into cooking because I think, like, I could kill it. <laughs> like, I feel like, I don't know. And I don't know what in particular, but, like, like I've been watching these, like, 15-minute dinners. And I was like, maybe I could do it. I could pull it <laughs> off. Or, like, or baking. I think I could kill baking. I, it's only, it's all like chemistry and I did, I did so good in chemistry this year. So I think, it, I think I, I don't know. I think cooking's my thing. Maybe. I don't know. It, but it I don't know if there's, like, if there's a wrestling culinary school or like, is that a thing or like, no, I would, no. Okay. Well, well no, well, hold on. There's probably who? some, I'm saying there's probably some universities that have fine, some sort of mm. cooking. Although do they really? I've never heard of a cooking. I've never heard of it. There has to be something. Uh, no, I think, I think for chefs, there's a specific culinary institute, right? And they go there. They don't actually go, like, wrestle. The culinary too. Institute My- of America, Hyde Park, New York. See? Okay. JD, look, JD yeah, but they, I don't think they have a good wrestling team. Years. Yeah, I don't think they have a good wrestling team. But, you know, you never know. Um, yeah, no, baking's... Uh, Caleb has this friend. He's 11 years old, and he bring, he bakes bread and all these delicious... Bake good. So this is an 11 year old kid on his baseball team. So if he can figure it out, Fargo champion Aiden Sinclair's got it. Bacon seems easy. There's like recipes. You just do what it yeah, says. Yeah, you just got to do what it says. I think it is a little <laughs> right. more complicated. Just do than what that. it says. So easy. But 
But does Aiden follow directions, Ben? That's the question. Well, apparently in flag football he doesn't. Not in flag football, but when it comes to making a, a German chocolate cake, he's going to be uh, he's be the letter of the law. What's your favorite dessert, yeah. Aiden? Oh, easy ice cream. But like you can't oh. make that. You got to pick that stuff up. But ice cream is you actually can't. I don't want to ruin your I don't want to ruin your show here. <laughs> but my wife has an ice cream maker upstairs. It's pretty delicious. You home. can make ice cream. Yeah. I've made ice cream. Better than make it enough. She's only made it like one time this year. It's well, it's, all, it. it's a lot hey, easier hey, to buy it. Make me more ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, hey, Aiden, do you have anything else be- before we let you go this morning? I, they're they're calling for this to be a monthly staple in the show that you come on and you do a a, a book report for us. I'm, I'm not. You don't have to commit to that, but it's being asked for. That'd be cool. That'd be funny. I don't know. I feel like we talked more about like other things in the book, but I'm okay with that. I like to talk. Well, it's, it's been awesome having you on Aiden. Um, thank you for coming on. Congrats on your, on your Fargo title and keep killing it, man. We can't wait to watch. We're big fans. So, so keep it going, man. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Aiden Sinclair. All right, Ben. We, as That's you up. mentioned before the show started, I think we got we've got news. We've got more news. Yeah, news. He's kind of uh, funny though, huh? Oh, he's great. <laughs> he's character. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a killer. His he's got his mind in the right spot though. Yep, that that is for sure. That's awesome. That's um, I mean, this is a kid. He's 16 years old. Do you know how stupid we were? Probably I don't know about JD, but I was definitely. I, just, I actually only wanted to wrestle also at 16. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't Turned know what it around. was at 16, so you guys both had the leg up on me. But, yeah, yeah he's going to be – yeah, I can't wait to follow him. Um, I'm sure he's probably a very fun kid to coach, Ben. Absolutely. Okay. So much fun. So much well, fun. What you know, about the news last night? That's fun news. That is exciting news. Um, news we've kind of been waiting for to come out. The uh, It was known for a while Cody to Minnesota was – not likely to happen. And then it was the the re-recruiting and then the rumors about reclassifying were but what, picking up. Okay. What's crazy is can he actually do other recruiting trips until he like decommits? That that was what I was confused by because obviously I heard the same rumors that you guys did that he was maybe not going to Minnesota anymore. But I thought once you sign your NLI, then you can't go do other recruiting stuff. Did. So it was like, okay, like how's it, it gonna work? And then I, so I figured it'd be, Hey, I'm decommitting from Minnesota. And then there would be a, a time period. And then he would go somewhere else after a while. I did not think it would all be announced at one time, you know? And then, so when we went this long, we're in late July and he hadn't announced a decommitment. I figured, okay, it's just done then. Well, I don't think he signed his NLI. Yeah. What? He's only uh Oh, cause he's too young. Yeah. Oh, duh. He was planning Whoa. on graduating next year 23 but now he's now he's graduating high school so that changed things so he wasn't signed it was just a verbal and Mm. he switched his verbal to signing with iowa makes way which is where everyone thought he was going before he committed to minnesota there were a lot of connections there and everyone thought he was always going to be a hawkeye and you not even considering his style which is Pretty prototypical Iowa style, very in your face, mm-hmm. hard hand fighter, underhooks. He's got that, and so it's it's big. And um, obviously, Iowa has a good recruiting class coming in for twenty three, and now he's going to be twenty two. So the question is, 
when does Cody Chinnam fit in? How does he help the class of 2022 Iowa recruiting class? Obviously, he's a big get. Where does he fit on the, the big board is an interesting thought as well. But, um, J.D., can you give us kind of the rundown for Iowa recruiting with Cody now in the mix? This Well, they got a very big class in 2023 coming in um, with Jezaroga, Gabe Arnold, uh, ben Keeter and Ryder Block. 2022, uh, not as good. They've got uh, Kobe Franklin and uh, Riggins, Aiden Riggins, and then and a bunch Hill. of a bunch of yeah local Iowa He's kids. Pretty good, right? Yeah, he just won Fargo. Hill did. Yeah, he won Fargo. Mm-hmm. Don't dismiss Bradley Hill. Okay, excuse me, Bradley Un- Hill. Undismissed. Yeah. They actually have their uh, they have their 2022, 2023 roster on the website, which is very nice. Some teams do, some teams do not. They they do, um, and actually looking through it, I, I feel like I kind of feel like who's going to start at 157 this year, and I almost feel like did they bring Shedem in to be the starter this year at 157 because, you know, Rath Rathji uh, or how mm-hmm. you say his name. Rachi. Um, he's probably more of a 49, and they still got Murin at 49. He wrestled for 70 one more kilos. Year. He wrote 70, as did, and as did uh, Chittam, Chittam because wrestled they split. both 65 and 70 um, in the last, in the, in the, the spring. Uh, but yeah, there's not an obvious starter at 165. So I think, or sorry, 157. So you have Kennedy at 65, you have Murin at, at uh, 49. There's no one super obvious at 57. So I guess now it's either. Uh, you're going to Ratchie or you're going to go um, Cody Chittum probably, right? I know Chittum sees himself as a 49. He thinks that's probably the best way for him. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Brand says, hey, we need you. You're, you're our best option at 157, and you're ready to go right away this year. I'm sure he would step up. But, but I think he also – he's going to Iowa City, but is he – for sure, enrolling this year, or is he? No, he, that he, is so not he could for sure. he could gray shirt then, you know, roll up. Um, of note, he did wrestle at the scuffle last year. He beat Caleb Ratchie five two, uh, yeah. and he lost eight three to Joe uh, to Josh um, Feinsilver. Without without the, uh, a solid RTC as say a Michigan or Penn State or Penn, a lot of these programs have um, a lot of people training in them. I feel like it would be hard to be a gray shirt at a college which doesn't have a big RTC because, you know, obviously you can't go to the NCAA practices. You could, in fact, attend the RTC practices, um, but especially during season, if there's no one there, you know, it's like, are they going to pull someone from the team out of practice every day? Is there going to be a special practice? That. Like, like what, you know, who, who are you going to work out with type of thing, you know? I mean, he could wrestle Pat Lugo. I think that would be pretty adequate training partner for sure. Uh, but I, I think basically, I mean, how many people are in the Hawkeye RTC? Um, well, Marinelli, Lugo, I guess DeSanto, no, DeSanto. DeSanto's performance last weekend actually was pretty solid. He beat up on, um, don't say, uh, it. yeah, your guy, DeShazer. And DeShazer made the final he, he the laced him up. trials. Yeah, he laced wow. him up. and this is not a, a guy, I mean, DeSanto was not a guy wrestling a ton of freestyle. Um, yeah, at least in his high school career, or um, certainly not much in his college career. He did U23s Honestly, in yep. 2020. That's pretty much it, though. Yeah, I really feel like DeSanto. Not to get too distracted, DeSanto could be a good freestyler because he never. He's got a, he's got a great tank. He and he's mostly neutral. Like he never mm-hmm. developed a really 
high level top game. Um, and so, you know, the majority of his points were neutral points or, yeah. or obviously if it was, if he got the guy on their back, majority of the time was from some type of neutral transition. He dumped him. Yeah. I yeah. think, I mean, for Chittum's purposes and where he, he's trying to get, he has more than adequate training. You can go it's, up and it's train. It's a better situation than what he's in in Tennessee right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, which yeah. is a big reason why he decided to finish high school this summer and go there is that, look, it, it, I'm going to have better partners, better coaching, just an all-around better situation. Yeah, and the Dennis connection's been there for, for a while. Mm-hmm. He'll, yep. he'll have D- Daniel there to coach him up and probably roll with some as well. So he's going to have no shortage of really tough training partners, um, whether they're college guys or just the, the Hawkeye Wrestling Club wrestlers. So he'll be in good shape there, and you know they'll have a decision. But I, I think – I don't think he use him this year because I don't think I don't think Cody Chittum gets you over the hump. Um, yeah, um, against anyone. Well, I mean, Spencer be scoring a whole bunch of points, and then you you know, know you got, they got re- real Woods. You got do you think Cody? Right, do you think Cody is ready to place at at one fifty seven? I'd like to see him in three months, but I, I would say outside looking in at this point. Yeah, I would agree. I think he's a forty nine. I don't think it makes sense to wrestle him this year. I mean, I don't. I don't think he's beating Murin right now. Uh, would be my guess. No, I mean, no wrestling him over Murin would make no sense at all. The, the where it would make sense is if he if he can get a little bigger um, and be the fifty seven because you know Ratchy was also the forty nine last year. So I don't. When you guys look at the roster, who do you think is going fifty seven? Ratchy, right? Ratchy is Brevin Balmacita, someone in the mix. I don't know. Balmacita's I mean, it, not it's, on their team. Who am I thinking of? Uh, the, You're thinking Br- of Bradley Reyna. Bradley Reyna. I got my Floridians mixed up. <laughs> um, I think they went to the same high school, though, didn't they? There you go. I believe. So, yeah, I mean, the 57 is not going to be a, a, an area of strength for Iowa next year, mm-hmm. in my opinion, barring some change. I mean, we don't think Riggins goes right away, right? Is he Is he ready for that? Could he make 57? He wrestled 60. He's listed as a 57, he might, 65. He might be your best guy. But, you know, the, the track record for them wrestling true freshmen is like Spencer and not a lot else. So I would be surprised if he went. Yeah. Just l- looking through um, Brettley Reyna's record last year, it's it's not great. He did have a good win over teammate Vince Turk. But besides that, it's... Not not all that great. Yeah. So I'm not um yeah, I think for for this year, I think the best thing is to sit him, let him get a year in that room, and then see where then you've got that mega class coming in. That would yeah. be very that's that's the time. You kinda you're ready for your kind of second push. Yeah, push, exactly. Revival. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I just don't I think this year Unless you get some uh, high-powered red shirts or something that happened that are unexpected from some other school. Who's going to start at 74 for Iowa? The Swafford guy, probably? Nelson Brands. Oh, yeah. What, duh, Nelson, he's coming back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. They're going to be good. It'll Nelson. be Spencer, yeah. Shriver, Woods, Murin, don't know, 57. Kennedy, Kennedy. Nelson, Assad, Warner. Cassiope. It's it's a very, very good team. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So big news for for 
for Iowa. And it's an interesting – I can't remember a guy – reclassifying happens all the time in, like, college basketball. But – and maybe other sports. That's just the only one I know about. Uh, but it's pretty uncommon in wrestling. So it's a, it's a unique – Have we ever thing. seen it? I have no memory of it. This late? No. Especially not this late. Yeah. I, I don't remember. You see it early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's middle school. Grade. And you when see holdbacks and whatnot, but backwards. you see it the, the other direction. Yeah, much more. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Did Was Spencer Moore, did he, he was very young. Was he oh, just Spencer always? Spencer Moore. Was he always very young or did he reclassify? He reclassified. Uh, did he no. really? I don't yeah. think he did. I think he was just super young. No, he reclassified. Okay. He did. That's a great one. So funny. It happened like, maybe it's going to, maybe it's. Uh, Joe Caprino's on the same page he's as me saying. in the chat. What he said, yeah, he's what he said. They he did. said he reclassified. Yes. So it's weird. It's very rarely happened. It's happened twice. Maybe it's the beginning of a trend, or I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, because one, one, I mean, honestly, one of the things that that people talk about is these kids who are so by, by birth year, right? Not by actual age, but it's close. You just don't know when their birthday is. But by birth year, when the kids do double cadet years before high school, which is becoming more and more common, it means they're super old. That means their senior year of high school, um, like the, the, the spring of their senior year, they would turn 20 sometime in that year, whether it's in the spring or the fall. I don't know. Right. But that that year, um, which that means that they do five years of college, the last year they're in college, the spring of their senior year, they'd be 25. Shout and out. I I think a lot of dudes are just, I mean, I've heard this from college coaches, but that's just, it's just too old. It's too old. You know, like they just don't want to wrestle by that time. The body's beat up. Like it's hard, you know, wrestling at a high level for that long is really difficult. So yeah, I could, I could absolutely see, you know, the, the trend has went the one way where there, there a lot of kids, especially on the East coast are doing the, the second cadet year prior to high school. But that means if you do, if you walk it all the way out, and they do five years of college, they're 25 on their fifth year of college. Um, that's, it's, it's kind of really old. I don't know if you guys realize this. And I think a lot of people are starting to see that, and they're like, oh, wait, yeah, maybe we, we go a little earlier. Yeah. Don't disagree. Okay, there's other Spe- – Speaking of Iowa, kind of, Ben fought Spencer Lee. Did you see – how did they do this? You just create characters – what is this? But what and what is it? Like how did It's the WWE video game. Where did you see oh, this? I don't play video games. <laughs> you didn't see this on Twitter? No. Someone Nico, did it last night. I, I retweeted it or uh quote tweeted it. It was, I don't it was follow it, Ben. Come on. Nico, we, we, we pull up the pull up this tweet. That's in the doc. Oh, did you send it to him? Here, I'll send it to you. It's really funny. I was I was funny. very perplexed at how they did it. Dang, I just you want tried to oh chop my his head gosh. off. Oh, look at this. You're in trouble. I hit Spencer oh with my a shovel. No, I hit him with a shovel. I hit him with a I know. shovel. <laughs> He's done. He's heel hooking you. Oh, you are grimacing in pain. Wait, oh, wait a second here. Oh, are we no. pulling this up? Can we put it on the screen or no? I'm, I'm sure watching it right now. Nico, I, I, I slacked it to you. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, here we go. Full screen that. Full screen that. Sorry if you're just listening this is not great radio yeah, but it's gonna, somebody, come, up. It's gonna it's come up tremendous radio somebody created ben and spencer lee in a wwe video game and now they are fighting each other <laughs> i like That's this at nca and everything also yeah, oh, like, we got, oh i, I fool him here they're oh, in singlet's head bomb. gear 
Boom! Oh, here comes oh the shovel. Gosh. This is brutal. I cannot let Caleb watch this. <laughs> I shoveled. Boom! Oh, he's done. I hit, I hit him with the shovel. He's oh, done. Wow. This Giving is... him the, the single like walls to Jericho. Man. So funny, right? I like that Spencer's like your size. Uh, it's yep, been a little bigger. Same size. Not much. Not much. Yeah, not much. You're really throwing that thing back on. <laughs> yeah, this is this is dangerous. Well, okay. Congrats on that win. Another feather in your cap. So I think that gives you four uh, hodges now, Ben. There we go. Congratulations. You hit them with the shovel, you get to take their hodge. Yeah, that's that's a long-standing rule. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Other recruiting news: Braden Skulls to hey. Illinois. Mm -hmm. Is he one of yours, Ben? Uh, yeah, he he mostly goes with Max, but he's an AWA guy. Uh, really good kid. Took third at Fargo. I think he was fourth last year, third this year. Um, lost a really tight one. I was in the corner of a Nico Ruiz match. I was really frustrated because there was a little tweak he needed to make, and he probably would have got it done. But it was, I think it was like a a 10, 8, or 11, 9 loss. It was 10, a really 8, wild yeah. match. Um, he's a great kid, hard worker. Um, I know Mike Poto was really excited to get him. So, yeah, that's exciting. Good for Braden. And um, he's class of 2023, which is vanishing yep. quickly, the available prospects. Mm -hmm. Going quick. So I got to pull up the full big board for class of 2023. So he was the Although, number 29 on the big board. Um, one of three uncommitted in the top 30 that's jim, it jim mullen number seven and number 11 mark anthony mcgowan well jim mullen was potentially going to play football right i think he still might He's... yeah it's it's an option wow for large gyms right. um i like this topic you guys had for for today on on the dock about kind of like talking about um you know how we think some guys are going to do uh it, it's interesting because you know, you can, and it's kind of fun sometimes to go look back at other recruiting because when, when they're coming out and you got your tw top 20, you're like, shoot, all these kids are so good, especially the top 10. You know, now, mm -hmm. in my opinion, the kids who are top 10 uh, high school big board going, you know, out, out of their senior years are kind of like almost NCAA All-American caliber already, right? Not that they were All-American, but like skill level wise, they're close. They're very close. Yeah. Um, because kids are being developed earlier. Um, but inevitably there's still quite a few that don't pan out and you know, that that's, it's always feels wild to me. It's kind of like the NCAA tournament, the brackets come out, you look at the brackets and you know, because it's happened every single year, there's going to be a bunch of dudes lose who are, who are top eight seeds. And you're like, you okay, but who's going to lose? And you look at every matchup. You're like, nah, that ain't going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. But you know, what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it's, really like it's a really hard mind trick to like realize hey a bunch of these top 10 dudes ain't gonna pan out and then you're like okay how do you pick which ones are not gonna pan out you know do you think we will see less quote bus unquote with kids getting better younger uh, or do you think I, it'll be pretty much the to. same I, don't, I would love to just do, I mean, we should be able to do that study, right? I mean, you can go back yeah. for the last however many years. I mean, I guess like prior to whenever you guys start doing big boards, you'd have to go like um, A6 Tiger, you know, they, they had those posters, you know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. guys? Yeah. But there was one of those years where you looked at the first team and it was like one of the 14 were good college wrestlers. It was like, I mean, there's some years where it's like really wild how many kids didn't pan out. 
Yeah, it was. I think it was way tougher to predict then. Um, now there's so much more national competition. Everyone's going to the yeah. same stuff. Data. Way more, more information, data. way more film. Uh, it, there should be fewer busts, right? Theoretically. Theoretically, yes, should um, be. But the, I mean, but then the other part of that too, Christian, is kind of what we talked about with the. And you know, this is where where we as AWA like talk about talk about and think about this a lot. Like, dude, competing in wrestling at a high level is really freaking hard. It's harder in your mind and it's harder in your body. And if you've been doing it since seventh grade, you're already at six years by the time you graduate high school. You're already at six years of really high level, hard training and hard competition. Um, and so, you know, I think some of these dudes are just like, I just don't want to do it anymore. Like, I, I don't want to train that hard. I don't want to do what's necessary. And they're just done, you know? And for a lot of them, getting to college is, is like a destination, right? That's like yeah, the arrival. Sure. It's like you want to... You want to wrestle well in high school so you can get some opportunities to go to college that you might not otherwise have. And then once you get there and you have a package that, you know, you can go to school for a reasonable amount, sometimes that's where the, the hunger can can end at times for some. Um, yeah. And that's why finding people that just freaking love it is just such a yeah. underrated attribute because you can't really, you can't quantify it quite as well. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. I mean, I was I was talking to college coach yesterday. Like, well, did, did they love it? I'm like, yeah, they freaking they freaking love it. I mean, and it's smart. That's the question that's asked because it, it freaking matters. Like, if you think of it as a job, um, or think of it as kind of a chore, something you have to do, you ain't gonna make it five years. It's too it's too freaking hard. You're not gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. You, and then you're gonna you be a drag to be around because then you're like not happy coming into practice every day, and you know it's just, yeah, it's gonna be a battle. So yeah. I think I think that's probably it more than more than strictly um, skill level because like I said when these kids are coming out and they're they're you know top ten big boarders like from a skill level standpoint they're they're kind of ready they really are. It, at Missouri, was there anyone that didn't love it but had great success that you could remember or had good success? In all in my era, yeah. I'm just trying to think of people you were around. No, not really. I mean, like, I, I can think of one kid. I won't say his name, but, like, uh, one kid, for example. I mean, there's probably a lot of these. But one, he started as a true freshman because um, he was really skilled. And he kind of had, like, he had some really good moments. You know, he, he pinned some good guys, um, but then ended up just, like, did, didn't love it. And then ended up not qualifying for the NCAA tournament. Just kind of, you know, kind of fell off a little bit. And then um, never came back for the next year. You know, like he, he had a pretty solid first year and they just didn't come back, you know, because he just didn't love it, didn't want to do the school. And yeah, actually, I can think of kind of maybe not, didn't have as good of a first year as him, but I can think of quite a few other people that, that fit that category. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because yeah. you got to figure it does happen. Some places Absolutely. like the talent can, can win out. But by and large... Um, they got it. You know what I love that I haven't seen you guys do, Christian? And I'm pretty sure you guys have done this before. I think is like the re rank. Um, yeah. Where mm -hmm. they take the top 100 and then that, you know, you, you obviously have to create a scoring system, most likely based on NCAs is probably the yeah. best. Um, and then re rank them whenever they're, they're done, you know, not now five or six years later and just kind of see how they all ended up. And so it would be really funny, JD, if you could do that with, say, like, class of 2010 high school group and then re-rank them in 2016 and see 
like how many of the top 10 were still in the top 10? Yeah. You know, that yeah. would, that would be like, for me, that would be a lot of fun to see. Old recruiting class link rankings are very fun. Um, I'd like to look at. Uh, you just love remember wins. I do. Yes, everyone uh, does. I think. <laughs> do I? Is that my thing? I like. I like to re- remember wins. Um, well, it just it, it's no. It, it, every, I, so I feel like everyone, Chris. It I is. Feel like it is fun. Everyone yeah. loves it because you look back and you think. I mean, like right now, you look at this top top twenty of the class of twenty two, and you're like, holy crap! All of these dudes are like, that guy's good. That guy's good. That guy's good. But you know. Man, if half of them make it to reach a high level of college wrestling, it's it's. I would say it's pretty shocking. Like it's it's not really all that likely that half of that group make it. And so, okay, who's not going to make it? And why aren't why aren't they going to make it? And then you look historically, like, oh shoot, uh, I, I wish I could pull up. You know, can I pull up? How would I pull up like a class of twenty twelve? I I pulled up twenty sixteen. I got it here. If can you, you can it. you uh, pre twenty sixteen? They're a little harder to find, but yeah, that, okay. Where do you put it in the dock by any chance? Yeah, I'm put. I'm gonna put it in the top of the dock. Um, okay, top second. of the dock. Top of the dock. Right, I'm waiting for it, but there's got to be some guys on there that didn't do that well, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, number four, Nick Renan. Uh, number yeah. five, Mason I mean, Nick Mando. Nick made Final X. Man, well, we were talking about college. I mean, yeah, well, college listen, for the number four good. overall recruit. But Griffin Perriot at seven, I don't think he ever All-American, right? I mean, Mason Manville was far less productive than Griffin. Yeah. As, I mean, and so, as was Nick, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, number 12, Drew Hughes, like uh, maybe an NCAA qualifier. Bresky was uh, a bust. Rudy Yates. I don't think Rudy Yates ever wrestled a college match, bust, right? Bust, yeah. Yeah. Total bust. For sure. Corrente, I don't, uh, he was a Rutgers guy, maybe. Yeah. So you know, like, let's find let's find the, the biggest gym in the back. Uh, Devin Schroeder was ninety nine. Ryan Deacon ninety seven. Taylor Venn's ninety six. Well, remember though, Ryan Deacon. This I think was updated before, like before, juniors. Before and he then, beat Yanni. Yeah, and then Ryan Deacon did that. So, so he wouldn't even have been in the top uh, hundred. No, this no, was, no. Th- this was pre him beating Yanni at been. juniors that year, but it didn't oh, get updated before, oh, after. Got it, got it, got it. So, like, before he wrestled for Northwestern, it was kind of like, oh, this dude is really good. Greg Balsack yeah. at 89, Diggin at 83, but there's a lot of names that just never. Yeah. That just Sebastian never... Rivera, 78. Wow. Oh. Oh. Even Blake Ripple, he was really good. He's at there's 41. A lot of... Max I, Dean, I don't think he ever 74. Yeah. Dude, there's, there's multiple national champions in the back half, and that doesn't even count. Seabass. Uh, G. Grimm, shout yeah. out, 67, 66, Tariq Wilson. See, this is just fun. I don't care what you say. It's so much fun. We we don't care what you say at all. We yeah. should be able, we should be able to uh, maybe a, a, as we're going live, we give them the link so they can also see it. Yeah, that would be good. The Darmy Army at 38, highly, highly underrated. <laughs> Terrible ranking. He asked, I mean, well, at the beginning, of his, if you had just gone after their freshman year or whatever, you'd be like, oh, man, this guy's going to be super high and then you know he obviously kind of didn't didn't pan out right evan 25 xander 26 i don't think so they were yeah, very that was, different i mean wrestling. evan obviously probably if you were to do the stats he'd probably be very close to the top 10 of this group and then xander yes. obviously never really competed um he had some injury issues obviously but never competed at division one and, and uh you know a starting team yeah 
some of these guys have been gone for a while and like some of them still like Max Max Dean was class of 2016. I didn't realize that. Yeah, how is he still? He I still mean, has, well, but he in my mind wow. isn't someone that like oh man Max Dean's been around forever. Like I he hasn't like approached that territory for me. But um, he, he has, he has. Well, he certainly has. Well, Taylor Lamont still got eligibility. He's at 15. Yeah, but he feels like he's been around forever. But they, but they've been around the same. Yeah, and then Mitch McKee's been gone for like two or three years. It that's feels what, like that's what's strange. Like, he never it's so weird. Him. Yeah, Isaiah White feels well gone. I mean, how the hell is Taylor Lamont still wrestling? Mickey Phillippe might be a sophomore for all we know. He may not be allowed to <laughs> no, graduate. He's stop he's... he might be ben every time i ask he's a sophomore mark hall mark hall's on this list he's been done forever you know been gone. he's been coaching he's gonna coach against all these guys yeah for real yeah so, so it's, is, uh, is mark it's did mark hall remain the number if you did the math would mark hall still be number one or would Suriano? i think so i mean Suriano won two i think like but mark hall's overall well one mark very well could have won two he wasn't allowed could have won two that year yes he wasn't allowed um so I'll, you say that and you'll also say like just like he was very available for penn state throughout his career whereas nick yes made himself he did not, he had limited availability he throughout much of place. his career um yeah. so i think yeah. you take i think that. evan would absolutely evan's easy top 10 on this list i think yeah there's yeah for sure He's top for 10. sure, easy top 10. I mean, Luke Pletcher is a guy. It's very high. He was number nine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he go back down to like Seabass, Max Dean, and, and Deacon would, would go from the 70s, 80s, and 90s probably to the – maybe some of them to the top five. Yeah, top of, top of the podium. Yeah. Um, Wild. Pretty cool. Fun looking back at that. So much fun. Love it. Okay. Um, so you want we didn't actually get to the thing you said you were excited to get to, which was um, we kind got of distracted. Pro- we never get distracted, and that's really happen? rare for us. I will blame Aiden Sinclair for that. <laughs> uh, uh, easy scapegoat. Yes, no problem. So we, where do we just kind of our thoughts on some of the best kids in the class of twenty two? Uh, JD, why don't you kind of tee it up a little bit and pose the question? Yeah, I mean we're just looking at you know. There's a variety of different questions we can get into, but just looking at some of the best guys, do you think, you know, they're going to pan out? Um, maybe who are some of the guys that could go right away um, because, you know, they fit into their team's lineup versus some guys maybe also as good, but mm-hmm. they got to sit because they're going to be behind somebody. One thing I did want to get into is two, three, and four on this list. Casey Swiderski, okay. Jesse Mendez, Nick Buzakis. Ooh. You get one. Ooh. Who do you pick? That is tough. That's a, I mean, that's a tough one. I think you got to go Swiderski. The Iowa State guy thinks Swiderski. This is this is a wild uh, turn of events, Ben. Who do I go uh, there? That is that's a great that's a great question there, JD. Who very scores? good question. I thought you were gonna make us pick between Mendez and Buzakis, but uh, throwing Swiderski in the a way better question. So okay, man. I mean, I kind of. I think you you should probably agree at this point. I without I, knowing them too much personally, because um, that cannot, like Ben said, that plays a huge role in how successful they're going to be in college. I I love Swiderski. Um, dog, man, he is a freaking dog. He wrestles really really hard. 
I think he's got a lot of natural gifts combined with some really good technique. Um, I think I think he is I think he is the one poised to have a the best day one impact. Like if you if all mm. these guys wrestled year one, Swiderski would do the best. You you know what, the question for the question for me guys on this one, and this is like like unless my unless guys who I coach at AWA are wrestling, um, the guys other high school guys, I generally don't watch a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I do, it's usually like one or two, you know, a finals of Super Day 2, a finals of Fargo, something to that effect. So, um, like, how is their mat wrestling? Like, is Swiderski, Mendez, or Buzakis, like, really good, high level on top? You know, I've watched yeah. them in freestyle a bunch. So I know, like, Buzakis has a really good gut wrench and Mendez is really good on top. But as far as their folk style transition goes, like, where you know they're not exceptional like, my bad they're, they're takedown guys that's but that's what i'm saying so like ohio state for i mean this is one thing i think and i was I think thinking Swider- about i think swiderski rode mendez for a little bit in their folk style they match. all got away though i'm pretty sure yeah it's not yeah. like he's like really good with legs and yeah. you no. don't want to go underneath him type yeah. of thing what one of the things i was i was thinking about last night because obviously you guys posed this question I, I saw the doc i think when i got home from practice or something and then i was uh, sitting in the shower, thinking like, okay, well, who you know, you trying, sit to, in the shower. trying to come come up with. Well, I, I have a steam room shower. I didn't want you. Were, you I know you were gonna say I was gonna flex if I said steam room, so I didn't want to say that. But you made me, <laughs> so now no, I, I it. You said you were sitting in the shower, so I had to say something. So I forced you know, the flex. The We've steam got, room. You're, I'm sitting you're, there pondering. This. You've got a wrestler whose clothes, whose clothesline cannot hold his medals so much, so he has to put clothes on them. And then you've got you with your steam room situation. Listen, uh, we, I will t- I listen, like can, I, can I tell you guys something? Any yeah. wrestler building a house in the future, it's not really that expensive to uh, – you get this steam unit, and it attaches into your shower. It's so freaking tremendous, and it's not that – it's way cheaper than, say, like building a sauna or something. I prefer the dry. And I know, but, like, who wants this? It's so awesome. I, I really like recommend steam. you guys do it. What? I don't like steam. Is, what do you mean you don't like steam? I don't like steam. I, I, I still like the steam room. I just prefer the dry sauna. I mean, if I, because I just like the sauna more. Don't All you? Right, whatever, whatever. It's okay. It's easy. It's great. It takes up no extra space because you already have a shower. Um, and then it's also you. You don't get the house all wet. Walk into the house with your sweaty body. You just you know you sweat. And then you turn the cold water on. Then you jam some cold water. Makes you feel real good. And yeah, that is kind of nice. All right, I get it. Nice. Okay, so right, anyways, I was I was pondering this, you know, who's going to make, and the one thing I was thinking, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to make someone mad, and I'm like, F it, I make people mad sometimes. Like, they, I'm, just, I'm just telling you, like, Ohio State guys end up sucking on bottom a lot of times, right? So if Mendez and Buzakas are not already good on bottom, and I don't know, I never wa- I haven't watched them wrestle a lot of folks out. If they're not already good on bottom, they're probably not going to get very much better on bottom. So they're going to end up stinking on bottom. So that, that really, if you can't, be good on bottom in college it really kind of caps out the level of your success a lot of times it's hard to tell how good yeah. a high school kid is on bottom because they don't face a lot of times the elite they're already so much better than exactly so they can just get out yeah. from pretty much everybody. everybody but if they face an elite top guy or a college guy who's four years older than them yeah it, it can be a whole different ball game so that can bottom t- tops a little bit easier because Obviously, if a guy's really good on top, he shows in high school. Yeah. But yes. if a guy is weak on bottom, it doesn't come through as much on high That's school. That's true. Yeah. That's a great point. 
that that's what makes it even more of a, a crapshoot, especially guys that make a lot of their bones and climb climb the rankings on freestyle stuff, and then they they win their state titles, but this you know their state championships are not against the elite of the elites or where their state is. Um, that can definitely yeah. be a, a complicator. Weird Man, stuff. I'm but, I'm you know, but I someone didn't really like, fully okay. get to answer the question because I was like, year one, I like Swiderski, long term, you know, four or five years, just. Men, Mendez, I, I just love his ability Why, to get to like. From a mentality standpoint or what? I, I don't even know if I want to say that. I do I, His mentality in wrestling, I just like how offensive he is. I do like how much I mean, he attacks. I think um, he's proven he's right there on the senior level as a, as a high yep. schooler, which I think says a lot about how he's going to be able to get to legs at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. I think if he finds the right weight class and, and all those things, I – I would probably, I'd probably say him, but man, I don't, I don't know, man. And and Buzakis literally just beat him, but he lost to both these guys within like four months. Yeah. So, so I mean, the, but the other thing True. we just talked about, Christian, was it's uh, at this point it is largely a mentality thing. Like if you love it, you want to be great at it, you're going to develop new skills, right, or different skills than you already have. And if you don't love it, it's going to become a chore, and you're going to maybe because of your current skill level, you still stay relatively competitive, but you're not going to make those jumps. So it's like I, you know, another thing is I don't know these kids. Like I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do they really love it? I'm not sure. Um, you know, they all they all seem seem to be that way, but it, it's sometimes it's hard to see from the outside, which I'm on the outside with all of these guys. One thing I do like about Swiderski is he showed progression throughout his high school career he was not a top 10 guy Mm -mm. freshman sophomore year yeah you have to love his his arc is his arc is crazy um i I love how he wrestles i think he's ready to go Uh, of all these guys he's soup he's ready to rock um who who would you say is the best top wrestler in this class uh mitchell's really good on top is he so you guys says mitchell too well I don't like that you guys um, – I would say you guys should – this is maybe my bias, but I, th- I think I'll make a great point here too is, uh, like you said with Swiderski, um, like you said with him, uh, he showed progress. We like that. That's a really, like, good thing, you know? Um, so I think more recent results should be almost he- more heavily weighted, you know? So I it's like I know these re- re- these rankings, Class 22 are um, – I know they're May 16th. But you know you have Mitchell Messerberg at 18, and you have Caleb Henson at number seven. Now, listen, this wasn't a lucky leg race or something. That that match wasn't really all that competitive, um, not really close, you know. And then obviously now he goes on to beat Leo Haynes twice. And so like you know, obviously if we did the ranks after the UWW Junior Trials, I know he'd probably move up even higher. But yeah, I think we should wait like late later results uh, a little more heavily because it is. It, you kid, these kids can show progress as the time goes on. Yeah, I mean, Ryland Rogers just lost to to Cody Merrill. There's, there's, I mean, yeah, Mitchell versus Jordan Williams. I think you like that arc more than Jordan's. There, there's a lot yeah. of guys. Um, I think he could jump. I'm more most interested in Brian Soldano um, as as a prospect because he is just a really? really, yeah, he's just got a really kind of a fun, unique style. It's funky. Um, he's just so got some, I, I, what I would say about him. Sorry, go ahead. I've, no, I, I'm just I I'd be curious for your thoughts. I like I like okay. someone that's different. He's different. Hey, you know who's going on top? Uh, Hunter Garvin's pretty good on top too. Okay, um, but uh, Saldana. So, so what I would say about him is he scares me as a prospect 
because he does use tricky stuff to win. Now, here's the problem with tricky stuff. Kids continually get smarter and smarter about wrestling. Mm -hmm. And so high school kids, they're so easy to trick. Like Sinclair, I do so much bullshit to him. You know, like, um, like he just falls from the high majority of the things I do, you know? Um, and then as they get smarter and smarter, they fall for less and less and less of it. Right. And like the first five times he falls for it and then he's like, Oh, I see what he's doing. And then he figures it out. Right. And then I do something else tricky and he falls for that. And then he figures it out. And so like, he's getting progressively smarter about a feel for wrestling and, and where something tricky is going to happen. And so Saldano's got so much, like, I don't want to say gimmicky, gimmicky stuff a little bit and tricky stuff. And now we have seen a few college wrestlers who've, like been able to keep that up. But I would say um, it's more often the guys who don't have really solid fundamentals. Um, they struggle when they get to college because people stop falling for it. Who's the best gimmick wrestler you can think of in the last five years or so? Oh man. Now you put me on the spot. Um, I mean, Dylan Ness was definitely uh, Dylan. That would be a really, that'd be a good one. Do you consider one. Zeke Moisey? No, I think uh, he had one tournament. No. But he used Maybe. funk in that tournament. Uh, I mean, he freaking single leg cradled Gilman. I don't know if it was that's fun. true. Uh, he kind of kind of just straight up beat Nashawn too in that match. He's like, we got to take that. I think he maybe yeah. out scrambled him in one thing, but um, I'm gonna try no. to look up the 2022 NCAA bracket so I could kind of see uh, who fits in that category for me. Um, I mean, honestly, you know, Wisconsin Bar Barnett kind of wins a lot of matches on like. He just kind of like yeah. tough and finds, you know, like that's a guy like that. But then you see in certain matches, he really struggles because he, he can't consistently get to the legs, you know? So, I mean, he is actually achieving at a relatively high level mm -hmm. with kind of like a lot of like tricky stuff. If that yes. makes sense. I think he's, I think, I think he's a good example and he makes it work. Yeah. I mean, those guys can be interesting and, and, you know, Soldano is an upper weight. That's also interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Him and yeah. Fishback's an interesting one for me. Have you watched much of him, Ben? Um, uh, no. Oh, so can I give you one more gimmicky yeah. guy? Mm -hmm. uh, well, so 149 is kind of filled with them between Lovett, Andonian, and Gomez. And oh all of them are, are achieving at a really high level. Um, Lovett kind of scoffed. I yelled at him, dude. I saw him. I was talking to Coach Brian Snyder. I said, dude, listen, I actually I really enjoy watching wrestle. But you got to freaking learn how to shoot to a leg. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. I haven't had to do it yet. I'm like, listen, dude, I'm warning you, freaking do it. So now that everyone knows what he's all about, and he's got a lot of really good gimmicks, like really good, but he still can't consistently attack legs or anything. So unless he learns how to do it, I'll be kind of fascinated to see what happens this year and people start being able to game plan for him um, because someone like um, someone like uh, Craig Henning, this, now we're going way back, right? Do you remember yeah. this guy? Mm -hmm. I remember okay. him. He made the NSA Very finals scrambling. junior, but – it was all gimmicky stuff. And then his senior year, because qualify. people caught on to what he was doing, he did not qualify for the NCAAs. Because everyone figured out how to wrestle him, right? Because yeah. it was only a few like tricky things. So I'll be interested to see how Ridge, uh, Ridge Lovett progresses next year. Like, do people catch on to what he's doing and become wise to it? Or, you know, is he, um, is he going to progress in his style? So did you yell at Brian or Ridge? No, Ridge. Oh man. Yeah, and he kind of sco he scoffed at me. He he did not take it like well, you know, type of thing. Um, you know, I think I think no, I think like maybe like well, if some random dude just yelling at you because you can't shoot to a leg, maybe I would do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but uh you know so maybe, who knows maybe maybe he'll actually learn to shoot to a leg i'm not sure but um the, the reaction was not uh super super great i didn't think so we'll see gotcha okay uh, i've not watched fishback okay a lot i mean i love that he's going to nc state that's a good spot i think he's got a lot i think he's got um he's got a little ways to go i think i, I agree I, he's he got he has this like blast double that he does and he finishes it with a head cartwheel and he hits it against like a lot of the good high school kids and he hits it a lot looks cool but i don't know if he's going to be able to get to that in college or at least not as easily yeah i think he i think he got a lot of stuff with being he's like big strong good athlete um he'll but he'll that's a lot to work with and going to nc state i think he's gonna He's going to be really good, but he's not someone that I could see coming in and placing year one true a- freshman. NCA's got uh, – NCA. NC State has a pretty good track record of development of guys. Obviously, we, talk, we just talked about one, Nick Green, that, that did not develop. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously like a Steve-O transfer, and we don't know how that's going to turn out. Um, but a lot of the guys have developed pretty well. So um, They yeah, also have Trumbull helps. at 97 for yeah. the foreseeable future. He's only like two more years. He's got three three years left. Three years because of corona, corona year. Yeah, that's interesting with with Trumbull that dynamic. You know, can I don't think either could probably go down, and I don't know if either. I think they're gonna need a one eighty four after Hydley's done, but they'll cut him down if if one of them. You know, that they, they're not above that the attempt. You know, Reno went down to seventy four early on in his career when he was pretty big for it. So they're They'll try it. Um, hey, but, uh, can I distract us just a tiny bit more? Please. I mean, kind of the same topic. So uh, actually on that, on that, if you guys are, anyone listening to us, if you're on that class of 2022 big board tab, do you guys realize you could scroll back to like the first ranking you guys did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go there, there's uh so this is, this is right. This is, I believe this is as they're entering their freshman year, as this group is entering their um, freshman year. Um, it's funny, like the number three guy, I, I've literally never heard of him. I don't know who he is. Ooh. Number four guy, uh, Andrew Donahue, and then David Harper, number three and four. And I've literally never heard of either one of those guys. Yeah, I got to agree with you. You remember them? No, I've never heard of them. <laughs> no. And so Crookham's one, and you know he's still relatively high. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buzakis is two. Bergie's five. Mendes, six. Ferrari, seven. But then uh, um, – uh, Cruz at nine. I don't think he really wrestles anymore. You got a guy named Pettigrew at eleven. I don't I haven't really heard of him. I remember Noah Pettigrew. He's yeah. going to he's North good. Carolina. He's like fifty okay. right now, fifty range. Okay. So he's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's Ch- fun. Fun looking at how Cody Chittum. Bam, Bam West. Cody Chittum was Bam originally West? a twenty twenty two guy and then held back. Yeah, and now he's twenty twenty two guy again. Comes wow. full circle. Crookham's an interesting one because he slid not due to losing matches, but that he couldn't stay healthy and hasn't competed much the second half of his high school career. He's going to need different dimensions, I think. He's like really reliant on one leg attack that's basically his primary thing. So he's going to have to. Yeah. The injury thing scares me too. I mean, I think. uh, The best ability uh, is availability. Uh, exactly, because one man, if you get hurt in high school, 
then you already have all that. I don't and it's concussion issues, concussion issues too. Dude, all right. that going into college, and then you're training at a really high Indy. level for five years, dude. That's hard. That is so hard. Um. Yeah, that's it, it's concerning. But he looked. I mean, he won a PA state title. I like he can. He's not going to be a Turner, but he can ride. He's like got the prototypical Pennsylvania deep waist pressure ride that he'll be able to get a takedown and do some stuff. But I, ice cream. It remains to be seen. Did you just get ice cream? <laughs> oh wow! Where's the ice cream? <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Man, I'm having so much fun looking back to this uh, this uh, class of 2022 when they were. For, I mean, there are literally. I probably don't know half the names on here, yeah. like, which is weird because usually, you know, we'd probably rest like Cole Waitman, Quentin Saunders, Logan Badge, Zach Blankenship, Alex Alameda, Caden Glass. I don't know these dudes. Mm. Never heard. Bam West, that's a great name. I remember him. I remember just I probably because of the you're, name. You're not going to forget Bam West. Luke great Geog name. was there in 16. Um, yeah. He's someone he kind of moved up and around. In, in this, a brown this whole class. Up. Yeah, Andrew Donahue and David Harper. Yeah. I don't know who So I, th- I think uh, on the current class, though, guys, I would be worried about. Obvi- you got to say, obviously, Ferrari because of the family situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Williams, uh, him defaulting on a tournament. I don't know. There's a few times I've actually watched him. It kind of, to me, appears he doesn't really want to be there all that much. Um, that's just how it, I'm outside looking in. That's what it he, looks like he did. Well, he literally quit the sport for a little bit, but then did that. come that back. That makes it even worse. Well, he and then he came back and he said he kind of had a rebirth. Or, yeah, of someone sorts. called him and like pumped him up. I forget who. Um, hmm. And he said it. It was cool. It was probably the Collinsville coach. No, it was like a wrestler that's not even remotely affiliated. Oh. I can't remember who it was. Anyway. Um, hmm. But going to Oklahoma State, um, you know, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. They've had a handful not pan out recently. They've been yeah. getting a lot of really good recruits. And, yeah, I think it's so- social issues. Um, Spratley's really interesting to me because yeah. I haven't seen much of him. But, you know, obviously he was really impressive um, uh, at UWW Juniors. So if I'm you can, how he – And if you can come in and be 125, like – I don't know why I feel like that almost gives bumps you up a point or two, but really, yeah, because like I don't know, just how many good like seniors are there that are 120, 126 pounds? Yeah. Like a lot of those guys are younger and, and grow out of one twenty five. So if you can be a career one twenty five, like that's yeah. a that's kind of a, a little bit of a boost for me, huh? But who I knows? Don't, it, I don't, but, I don't but who knows? You could grow out exactly. Yeah, you just a lot of know. a lot of a lot of guys do. It's hard to maintain that weight as a adult male. Nishan was like a one twelve senior, and he could not hold twenty five throughout his career. It was really just yeah. tough to know. Uh, do um, I get to some questions or keep keep going? No, with this? I want to keep talking about this. I'm, okay, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> um, fun, keep it. Wait, that David Harper that I didn't, that I never heard of. Yeah. I found him. He was eight, he's eighty-seven on the current list, and he now lives in Tennessee, not Georgia. Okay, he's going to Wyoming. So shout out! Fell down oh, the he, list he's a, a little bit, kid. but he's still on there. Yeah. Um. 
So now, now like, uh, let's do that. I'm going to do this for you, Christian on that bottom of the list. So bottom 25, bottom quarter of the list, we had three guys in the class of 2016 who were savages. Um, in this class of 2023, sorry, 2022, when you look at the bottom 25 from 25 to 70, who on that list strikes you as like, oh my gosh, I think this guy's got a lot of potential. He could be really good. You're asking me for the last, the bottom 25 for the class of 2022? 2022, yep. Bro, who, I don't who know. Who strikes you as, come on, let's have some fun here. I, but I don't, I don't know. Well, I, figure I, it out, Jack. Make some guesses. <laughs> no, I don't know throw, these. Throw some no, darts. Blindly throw some darts. I don't know these kids. Hmm. Interesting. Going off name and line, you got to go Chet Bus. Chet Bus. Uh, that <laughs> sticks out. Great name. Um, dude, who do you think? You obviously have some uh, opinions. Uh, you know one a guy at eighty that I was really impressed with Jude? last week. He kicked one. He kicked one of my guy's butts. Jude Swisher. Um, I guess I I, I, I didn't want to sound lot. biased by saying his name. I I yeah I remember we you know him somehow I don't really remember how yeah. but he I think he took fifth maybe at Fargo and he's going to UPenn and they have a mm-hmm. bigger thing going on so that's kind of one that I like Abden actually one of my guys beat Abden but then he wrestled all the way back early and he wrestled all the way back all American and he kind of had a pretty diverse skill set. Um, uh, I don't. This is just me watching these guys, right? A couple times. So yeah. I think like, okay, he could maybe develop into something. Um, Little Rock. Little Rock had some. Uh, pretty thing. Had a Fargo class. champ. Neil Ayersman knows what he's doing. Had a Fargo O Dub. That's pretty sick. Oh, yeah. And multiple All Americans. Wow. They're gonna be probably. They're gonna definitely be top twenty, maybe top fifteen recruiting class rankings. Whoa. When they come out. That's amazing. Yeah, but he's got does at fifty nine, which he would obviously have to move way higher. You know, another guy uh, I kind of like fifty six. Um, actually, I like fifty five and fifty six. Finn Solomon. Um, I am watched handful of matches. I was kind of impressed with him, and then Garrett Grice. Um, he's he's pretty damn tough. I, I don't know. I don't know much about his folk style skills. I've seen him in freestyle. You know, most of these guys get some Greco. Um, he's got good freestyle skills. Um, we just can see how he pans out. Nice. Well, we've got some, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to look back on this in like five or six years when we're, we're old people doing this show. Well, Ben won't be, Ben will be retired from media at that point. The, yeah. the Askren, he'll be in the, he'll be breaking ground for his AWA Austin. Ha ha ha. That's, that's funny. Okay. Um, speaking of AWA, someone asks, and I will ask it. Okay, from FRL is the best. How different is the training at each AWA location, or are there frequent meetings to discuss ideas? Uh, there are frequent meetings, m- more frequent during the season. Um, and then generally, we're actually not doing it this year, but we generally have like um, a, a get-together with all the managers in August where we do a day or two days or – don't think we've ever done three days, um, you know, talk about not, not only wrestling things, but business things, but we spent, we do spend a lot of time together. Um, and yeah, I think we have, so obviously like Newman who runs South shore, you know, he, he wrestled at AWA. He worked for us every summer. Um, Wagner wrestled with us growing up. He wrestled with us in college. He worked at AWA by Max and I for three years prior to starting the one in green Bay. Um, the, the newer one would be Patrick spray who, um, he probably is less influenced by us in Madison, but 
we, you know, we Max kind of puts together um um uh, what do you call it? syllabus, okay. uh, not of like what every practice is, but like we need these skills to make sure they have these skills. You could build the practice however you want, but we need to be hitting these things at this point in time. It's like the fundamentals. You here's yeah. the base that you build and then yes. But what does that list it? look like? Because it's not like single leg double like what is that what is on that well okay is it it's just you just write down That's, single yeah leg, absolutely spray, single yes. Leg. yes there i mean honestly like a lot of kids who get good early um to, like early i'm meaning like youth right and then maybe even go, going into middle school they they lots of kids who win by bull crap right they win by like headlocks and cow catchers and just being tougher and stronger and they don't develop the good basic like shoot shooting shooting to the legs earlier in life is actually generally kind of harder because they just they just don't have the power necessary to finish a lot of these shots you know mm -hmm. and we're talking like young young and so to be forcing kids to just re repetitively just shoot and shoot and shoot i mean yeah every single practice we're we're shooting right we're shooting single legs shooting high crotches shooting double legs um down block go behinds moving our feet yeah like those are basic skills that you should be hitting on almost an everyday basis in in some way shape or form right some days maybe you spend more time focusing um but you should be hitting those skills like pretty much all the time um and but then yeah so max might say okay this six weeks we're we're gonna focus more on top we're gonna focus more on cross wrist series so you're hitting cross wrist tilt turk reinforced bar you know this type of stuff or you know this six weeks we really want you guys focus on bottom so we're gonna hit you know uh, a quad pod series and this you know so like th that type of stuff you guys show you show tilts yeah i mean it, it I, honestly, sounds like it's against um, your 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 ethos i don't i don't like tilts but from an efficiency standpoint um young kids aren't strong enough to to, to keep their wrist away um, so just like a, a, a simple chopped across wrist at a young age. Um, and then obviously like, you know, someone like Spencer Lee does it to everybody at any age, pretty much. Um, mm -hmm. but chopped across wrist, you have so many options cause you can go tilt, roll through tilt, Turk reinforced bar, which you can go either way. You can then turn that into a bar, um, which you have a whole bunch of finishes too. You could go, uh, you know, a tilt to a leg in. So then you can have your leg in series. Um, so yeah, I mean, from an efficiency standpoint, a chop to a cross wrist is super efficient. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to be dismissive about single legs. I meant like, there's gotta be more detail than just a list of like moves to go over, you know, is like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Theoretically every club is. Yeah. Yeah. Leg. It's, it's not revolutionary. I know you guys No, it's one. not. No, they're not. They're not guys. They're really not. I promise you every club is not like hitting single legs every single day. And obviously there's more to a single leg than just saying, just do a single leg kid, you know, but like, no, a lot of these, a lot of, I mean, yeah. Okay. The, the very, very upper echelon clubs. Yes. They're probably, they're probably forcing their kids to attack legs, but a lot of kids do what works and that's it. And you're like, yeah, I know that's what works in seventh grade, but is that what's going to work later on? You know? Um, and so, no, I think, I really think you do have to force them. So yeah, like a pinnacle or, um, you know, valiant prep. Yeah, I'm sure they're hitting these really basic skill sets, right? But there's a lot of clubs who are neglecting it. There's a lot of clubs who are just letting their kids do do whatever works. Um, uh, listen, I know Division One college, good Division One college programs who do very minimal technique. Who just say like drill these two things and then rest alive. Shout like, out happens. I, you know, I could work there. So what? I could work there. Ha. Huh? Yeah. Really so um, no, like finishing. 
Yeah. So obviously, um, you know, if we want to get to a, a more advanced, like, you know, our, our sophomores, juniors, seniors, yeah, we're working very intricate details on how to finish a single leg. And when you're splitting, when you're forced to split the middle, we're working very intricate details there. Leg ride, leg ride defense is a very complex. I just, I actually just taught it last night. Very complex topic because there's so many ifs, ands, or buts, and it's such a feel thing. Um, so yeah, there's these really complex topics that we, we need to hit. Um, but, but I am telling you guys, like, even on days where I spent a lot of time on leg ride defense yesterday, we warmed up shooting high crotch for 10 minutes. We cooled down shooting high crotches, you know, like we're do we are doing these basic skill sets um, all the time. No, I, I assume that uh, that's not surprising to me at all. I just think there's, yeah. there's more, here's what there's more details within the word high crotch than just high crotch is, is what I meant. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, of course. Set up the finishes. That's kind of what I meant more than, I'm not surprised at all that you guys are drilling fundamental leg attacks every single practice. That's but you would be I, you would be surprised. I mean, if you start watching, um, and you're you're never going to do this because it's not it's not in your um, job description. But like watching middle school kids, like how many good middle school kids can't actually efficiently attack the legs? Honestly, Aiden Sinclair, he's a kid. Um, so he said he wrestled for a club called Advance until. Um, I think it was seventh grade. And then, you know, we ended up Brad, the guy who ran that didn't want to run it anymore. So we ended up buying that. Um, and, but he wasn't a great leg attacker at all, right? He had a really good arm drag and he was smart. So he, and he knew if I get the kids to go under me, I'm, I'm, I can be better there, you know? Mm -hmm. So a big part. And, and, you know, one of his best qualities is he's really open. He's like, what do I need to do? I'm like, okay, cool. I can yeah. tell you what you need to do. So let's develop some really high level leg attacks. And now he's getting to the point where he's pretty consistent with the snatch. He's pretty consistent with his high crotch. He's pretty consistent with his head inside single. Like he's developing these things, but you know, I, and obviously I can't predict his future had he not been, but there's a lot of kids who their coaches say, just keep doing what you're doing harder. Like yeah. they're not going to suggest all these changes to a kid who's already really good that they need to make. Also it can, yeah. It can be hard to, so, yeah. That, that makes sense actually. Yeah. And then, I mean, so uh, the other thing, obviously with our system is we have a lot of kids who, you know, AWM membership, you train, you can train anywhere. Um, so the, you know, Aiden Sinclair goes to both Madison and, and Heartland and he'll go up to Mequon sometimes the Mequon kids will come to the Heartland, you know, even like a green Bay kid, like a, a Clayton Whiting will, he'll do the green Bay practice and they'll come to the Heartland sometimes, you know? So like they see, they see multiple coaches and that's important because when we go to Fargo, it's important that, you have a lot of people that you're comfortable with in your corner. You're comfortable mm -hmm. with me, you're comfortable with Max, you're comfortable with Josh, right? And that way, you know, and because we all have a very similar system, not all the exact same, but very similar, you know, or I can go to youth nationals and I can coach Josh's kids, right? Or Pat's kids. And it's not a big deal because we all kind of know the same stuff. Yeah. And there's common terminology, I would assume as yes. well. Yes. Okay. Emma Bruntel asked. Yeah. You know, like I said, I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going off now. I said Cash Stewart, uh, he went out to Cal Poly and um, he's like the cash Stewart, high, highly intelligent kid. Um, he actually finishes a associate's degree while he was in high school. Um, really smart kid. And so, you know, you said terminology and that's what kind of, we have terminology for all these scrambles. We have this position, that position. Here's what you do. And he goes, Ben, I went to Cal Poly. He said, they just called everything a scramble. He's like, well, this is this position. He's like, and they said, no, that's just a scramble. And they called, they literally called everything scramble. And so he's like, ah, I don't know what to do because they're just calling everything thing a scramble, but I have this name and that name and this name. So yes, from a terminology standpoint, it's really, it's really, really important for wrestling coaches to 
know what you're saying so you can say a word to a kid and he knows what that word means he's not like scramble what does that mean i don't know it could be 27 different things mm. yeah. yeah are you good that's good stuff mm-hmm. um emma Bruntel wants to know the vegas odds on if ben can make it through an entire frl without using the word tremendous and i think you have emma. not said it yet today but you do say it all the time. Know. You say it a tremendous a amount. Uh, thanks for listening, Emma. Emma just did a youth camp. Our, she did our first ever ADBA girls camp. She did a great job. Um, so we were really happy to have her here. And uh, uh, tremendous is a great word. So I feel like I Someone should say be able to word. say it when I want. That's right. It's a good word. Um, <laughs> I want to get Natalie to a, to a girls camp. That'd be great. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh Mason Bressel, did C. Powell's third grade shark attack book inspire Ben Askren's fear of sharks? So, yes, I authored a book in third grade for Mrs. Hart's class. I put that in my – my parents are in town, and they brought this book I wrote. My dad, they kept all my stuff, and every wow. now and again, they'll show me something that I, that I did. And so my shark mm. attack book uh, made it from Churchville to here. And I don't know if it's inspired Ben. I don't think you read it. It, it never hit – the mainstream publication never hit but, the mainstream uh, but it was big in churchville and it had a lot of fun um, shark attack facts i'm gonna defend myself about the fear of sharks so listen here's the it's, deal it's honestly sharks, the most irrational thing that you it's not irrational I'm, I'm gonna explain to you why it's not irrational sharks are scary number one number two i don't even really like the ocean anyways like if i really love to surf and i didn't surf because i was scared of sharks that may be irrational I don't even like the ocean. Like I go to the ocean, I'm like, ah, eh, if I get in there, it's all salty. I'm gonna be all like sticky and nasty. And I'm like a sand all over me. And like, ah, eh, I don't really love it that much. I'll just rather like just sit on the beach and read a book and watch my kids build sandcastles or, or whatever, right? Um, so like I don't even really want to go in the ocean anyways that much. Um, and then you know, hey, listen, sharks are scary. So like, yeah, I don't want to get eaten by them either. So it's not like I'm not doing something I love because of international fear. Like I didn't really want to do it in the first place. And maybe it's just another good reason to not do it. Yeah. There, there, now we're getting to the heart of the issue here because statistically <laughs> it makes no sense to, to not go. Um, but Listen, yeah, there, sharks there people, Christian. I still have pretty similar handwriting. I think JD could attest to that. It's not much better. My son, Caleb dunked on me for misspelling fierce in third grade in 1990, whatever. That's a hard word. Yeah, I used an e, S instead e, of a C. I before I before the E, except after C. I think I got that part, but I used an S oh. instead of a C. Um, which who's who's to say? So yeah, um, you're scared of sharks. It's sort of surprising, but not liking the ocean. That's a fine take. I can kind of understand that, but um, you know, statistically, you're sharks very are safe. scary, Christian. Sharks are scary. They are scary. Um, okay, this is a really tough question. Favorite cereal oh. not involving goldfish or hot sauce, Ben? Uh, I don't really eat breakfast um, all that much. Um, Me either. Hmm, cereal. Is- when I did eat some cereal, Trader Joe's had this really delicious. It was like granola oh, and go. some type of nuts, and it was very good. Uh, I don't recall what it was, man. Listen, you know, the sugar industry, they freaking paid some dudes to tell people it was fat that made people fat when it's all that bullshit, sugary cereal. That stuff's terrible. Stop feeding to your kids. It's terrible. It's cake. It's terrible. It's, it's freaking terrible. It's bad for you, but it is. And that's so why some, I, I just don't do it. But every now and again, I'll just get it. 
an urge and then you can eat so much cereal because it's not nutrient dense it's just sugar and deliciousness and I will I will put down some cap and crunch if it's available. Ew, that's just I mean that's literally oh. like candy in a bowl. Listen. I know. I'm judging you. Yeah, I'm judging J- judge, you. Judge Okay, Ben. Peanut okay. butter crunch is my I, favorite. See, I'm I could go either way. I love peanut butter. I, I like used to mix them actually. That was, that was Natalie, this girl mixed cocoa. Oh my gosh. She she's fine. She mixes cocoa puffs with the peanut butter crunch all it's in like one a Reese's cereal. Cup. What? Like a Reese's cup. That's the. That she did delicious. that the other day. She just came up with that in her mind. I was like, wow, Christian. what a genius! It's not good. Just it's don't buy good. that stuff for them. Just don't buy that. Like we have, you like think I, I buy think it? we have honey, honey nut it. Cheerios, and that's it. I don't that's think Natalie's buying it. Natalie, no, I don't think Natalie's going to the store. We we are deducing who's who's buying. I do not buy this. <laughs> Christian, you're 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 buying cereal for your children. You're enabling them. No, I'm not. I don't buy it. I I'm I'm pushing eggs. I think we're gonna hit a. You know what the big problem is is like breakfast for it's like it's also a meal of convenience and it's like not that easy to like find the best. But we're gonna be doing a lot of eggs and stuff now moving forward. I'm gonna I'm gonna institute a, a tough regime, tough but fair. But we're getting off tough the fair. off the sugary some egg, junk. Eggs are good for breakfast. Yeah. Um, need some protein. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. Let's do one more question. Uh, it is also animal related. Uh, tr- uh, Travis Master Giovanni bought a zoo. Oh my god, I saw this. Uh, he has and and Swayze wants to know if we can do a show from there. Which I don't know the internet capacity of this zoo. Um, you know, maybe we get satellites involved. I would be open to it. I think Ben would probably be too scared. Listen, how's this man going to run a zoo and be in college and wrestle at the same time? This sounds like nonsense. Did you watch the video? No, I couldn't bring myself to watch. You it. couldn't bring yourself. To watch. Well, he. Has, I don't got time for that. I don't got time. This for man. That. Not only did he buy a zoo, but he has like a st- he has like a staff, and he's there. This is like where he spends. Bro, his... how do you make all that money? Well, I mean, I that ain't I, his money. Well, right, Pro- probably okay. not. <laughs> probably not. Some people in this sport have money. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. But... It ain't him. It's probably his parents. Well, yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. Why is Paris enabling some crazy ass behavior like that? He loves why? animals. Why am I freaking zoo once he graduates college? Why is he needed now? This is not good. I don't know, Master Giovanni. I don't know his parents, but I know if you're buying your parents kid a zoo when he's a sophomore, you're enabling some bullshit behavior. <laughs> I, I don't know. Not, T- Tiger King turned out alright. I did by not ben expect Asgard. this. I will write parenting by Ben Asgard next year. Page one. Don't buy your kid a zoo while he's in college. Maybe it's a very successful business. You don't know. You don't know. Stop. Listen. Now, next thing you're going to say, Unchained by Seth is not a good uh, side project for Seth Mendoza, who makes wonderful woodworking uh, items like the American flag a, in my home. A couple hundred thousand dollars to start it up. Yeah. That's true. Or maybe more. Uh, I don't know how much a zoo costs. Listen, he's got a passion. It's probably not all that cheap. I, I bet some people helped you along the way, Ben, in feeding your, your wrestling I'm passion. Fine. Wait two years. Wait two years. That's fine. Wait a couple years. Wait so so after Maybe college. Maybe opportunity stroke. So so stroke, after college struck, struck. Struck. So after college, <laughs> that's when you buy your kids a zoo? Um, I actually so okay, if we want to talk real I, real talk. If if I will probably hopefully have some money by the time my kids graduate college. And if they want to start a business. I would probably write them some type of loan so that I can, I can enable them to take some chances, right? But I will uh-huh. want them to be responsible enough to be able to look at the P&L and then pay me back and know that 
you know, they're actually making money. But I well, listen, if they're a college athlete and they go to college, no, I'm gonna say, bro, wait, wait, you can't, you can't wait two years. I need you to focus on this wrestling and this college. Like I'm going to want you to focus on your business when you're done with college and splitting your attention, three directions. It ain't good. It's not good. It's not good. Sorry. Like if you want to be fine, if you want to own a zoo and that's your dream, I'll support you quit, quit college and quit the wrestling team. Cause I need you. I need you running the zoo. Cause I want your attention focused on something, not all over the place. Okay. That's what I would say to them. Well, I did not expect this response no, from Ben. Or I bad. wouldn't I'm, have, I'm sure, I wouldn't sure, have said sure Mastro family to get dunked bad. on by Ben. Um, now they're mad know. at me. I made, I made like seven more people mad today. So listen, guys, I love you. That doesn't mean I have to agree with all of your decisions. And that doesn't mean I can't give my opinion because Christian Paul says, Ben, if you don't give some crazy opinions every day, uh, we're going to taste you a second time. Now, don't you lie. Don't you lie. That's I've never, I might, I might've just made that up. All right. Well, we are two minutes over, so we're going to get out of here. This has been a fun show. Packed a lot of wrestling talk, a lot of non-wrestling talk. <laughs> Variety is the spice of life, as they say, J.D. That's the J.D. Raider quote, in fact. That's right. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, Wednesday. I think we'll have Shane Sparks on. If not, I know we'll have Ben and J.D. So this could be a good day no matter what. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great Tuesday, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.